1: Welcome to Luna the Podcast. I'm your host, Carolina Salazar, and I am here to be your spiritual big sister, guiding you to self empowerment through self discovery. My goal with this podcast is to provide grounded and easy to understand self development tools to support you on your spiritual journey. My purpose is to help you learn to love both your light and your shadow and to empower you to start showing up as your best self by nourishing your soul and doing the inner work. I am so grateful you're here today, and I hope you enjoyed this episode. Hello, hello, beautiful people. Welcome back to Luna, the podcast. I hope you're doing amazing. Hope you're feeling good and ready to continue chatting about astrology and your birth chart with me today. I did not record an episode last week because I wasn't feeling so well so I decided to listen to my body and give myself a week of rest and now I am here I am back I'm ready to continue chatting astrology and I hope you guys have been enjoying this series I've gotten really good feedback from a few of you which has made me so happy if this series has been helping you, I would love, 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 and be so grateful if you could head up to the top of Spotify underneath where it says Luna the Podcast and leave a little rating. That would be amazing and would enable me to reach even more people with the podcast, which is always exciting. So today we're going to be talking about Jupiter and Saturn. The previous planets and placements that we've talked about are faster moving. So those planets have orbits that are closer to the earth's orbit and because of that they change signs more quickly than jupiter and saturn and the planets after that because of this we tend to share jupiter placements or saturn placements with people who are a couple years older or younger than us so they're a little bit less defining though when we look at it from a wider lens perspective with your whole birth chart we're able to get some really really interesting and awesome insights into ourselves and into our patterns so i think they're incredibly important placements and i'm really excited to be talking about them today so i hope that this episode is insightful i hope you enjoy it and with that being said i'm gonna keep the intro super short and let's dive in All right. So, before I get started, I just wanted to mention I got a question from one of the listeners asking what is the difference between traditional and modern astrology? Because I've mentioned this in some of the other episodes, so I want to clarify that for everyone. Astrology is very tied to astronomy, right? They used to be the same thing, and eventually there was a separation because astronomy be- ended up becoming more focused on just the like locations and placements of planets, while astrology also merged it with Symbolism and with representations. But when astrology was in its earlier beginnings, and for a really, really long time, astrologers only knew planets up to Saturn. And therefore, when they analyzed birth charts, that was the last planet that they took into account. Now, in modern astrology, astrologers include the outer planets, which are Uranus, Neptune, and Pluto. And because of that, when we compare traditional and modern astrology, When we're looking at modern astrology, planets like Jupiter and Saturn rule multiple signs, while in modern astrology, every single sign has a ruler. So, for example, in traditional astrology, Jupiter ruled both Sagittarius and Pisces, but in modern astrology, Jupiter rules Sagittarius and Neptune rules Pisces. And then another example, in traditional astrology, Saturn ruled Aquarius And it also ruled Capricorn. Now, in modern astrology, Saturn rules Capricorn and then Uranus rules Aquarius. And then the last difference is that in traditional astrology, Mars ruled both Scorpio and Aries. And then in modern astrology, the ruler of Scorpio is Pluto instead of Mars. So that's the main difference. And obviously, when you look at a person's chart, taking into account Uranus, Neptune and Pluto We'll also take your chart to a layer deeper. So I don't really think there's a a right or a wrong. I include all of them when I'm analyzing my birth chart and other people's birth charts. But that is the biggest difference. So I wanted to put that out there just to clarify because I know I've mentioned it in previous episodes. But now let's start talking about Jupiter. Jupiter is the biggest planet in the solar system. So what it represents in our birth chart is tied to that, right? So it's how we are exaggerated, like things that we might overdo, things that we can take to the extreme, how we can be extreme, but also how we expand in our life. What type of abundance do we naturally call in? Jupiter is also, as I mentioned, the ruler of Sagittarius and it's also the ruler of Pisces. So it's tied to both of those things. So when it comes to Sagittarius energy, right, it's wisdom, it's truth, it's knowledge, it's expansion, it's learning. And then when it comes to Pisces, it's a lot about like our spirituality and our search for this wisdom that all of us instinctively know And also how we, you know, are able to see abundance all around us if we take time to notice it. And so whatever Jupiter touches, it expands. Jupiter is also considered the beneficiary of our birth chart. And what that means and how I want you to think about Jupiter is that really, really nice, kind teacher that you can go and you can ask all your questions and that's going to give you you know, a lot of praise when you do really well and it's the teacher that explains things super deeply and makes things super expansive in the classroom. And Jupiter really, it teaches us lessons about abundance, about grace, about optimism. It's that really happy-go-lucky teacher and it's going to teach us lessons through abundance, through blessings, through positive things and good luck. And so it's really awesome to pay attention to where your Jupiter placement falls. So both the sign as well as the house placement. And that can be really insightful. I also think it's really helpful to look at your Jupiter placement to understand where you might go to the extremes because that can really help you create more balance in your life. And I'll give a personal example to explain that. I have Jupiter conjunct my ascendant. That means that I have Jupiter in the same sign and very, very close, like in close degrees to my rising. So I have a rising in Aries and then I also have Jupiter in Aries. And it took me a long time to really notice this about my chart. But when I did, so much made sense because growing up, I've always had a really, really tough time with being like zero to 100. (laughs) I also, you know, always describe Pisces as 0 to 100 and Pisces is one of the signs that Jupiter rules. So I think that's funny. But I've always, you know, been that type of person that when I want something or when I like something, like I want to do it all the time. If I like a certain food, I want to eat it all the time. If I like a certain activity, I want to do it all the time. And that's made it really hard for me to find balance in my life. So I've had to really be mindful of when I start to overdo because this has also affected me In ways that are not very ideal like in college with partying or with even like my relationship to food and to exercise and a lot of things that have been a little bit detrimental to my mental health in the past and to my health overall so it's something that I've really had to learn about and just be really mindful of my tendencies of going to extremes and the reason why that is is because jupiter as I said it expands everything it touches right The first house or the rising sign is the person, right? It's the core of the person. It's the way you see the world. It's your personality. So I tend to have an extreme personality. But based on the house placement that Jupiter falls in for you, it can have different symbols. It can represent different things. So for example, let's say you have Jupiter in your second house, which can represent pleasures. It can represent money. If you have Jupiter in your second house, that could cause you to, one, attract a lot of blessings and attract a lot of abundance when it comes to material things and to food and to experiences and money in general, but it can also make you more prone to spending your money more. So I really invite you to investigate that a little bit, like dive in deeper into your Jupiter placement and Also remember that it's a super awesome placement. Like Jupiter, wherever it is, it's where you attract luck in your life and it's something you can tap into. So definitely learn from that and also learn from where you tend to be extreme and what lessons that's trying to teach you. Now, switching over to Saturn. Saturn is pretty much the opposite. When it comes to a word, the word that I would use to describe Saturn is the disciplinarian or the authoritarian. So it's like that stern teacher. It's a teacher that's going to cause you to learn lessons through trials and tribulations and challenges. It's like you're going up a hill wherever, like wherever your Saturn is, it's where you're going to have to go up a mountain. Like it's where you're going to have to really like climb the mountain and learn through persistence, through discipline, through just belief in yourself and a lot of responsibility. So the core words that I would use to describe Saturn is limits, boundaries, responsibility, control, and authority. And as I mentioned, Capricorn and Aquarius are both traditionally ruled by Saturn and especially Capricorn, because Capricorn is ruled by Saturn in both traditional and modern astrology. So wherever you have Saturn, that's where you are going to, one, have to learn really important lessons. And that's where you're going to really have to be super diligent and organized and responsible. And you're going to have to persevere in that area of your life. Like you're going to have to keep going. And it's where you're going to really have to develop responsibility. And this is something I always say is something I'm very, very passionate about. True change in our life only happens when we commit and when we take responsibility. It only We only change our lives when we take responsibility for how we show up, for how we contribute to our lives and stop feeling like a victim, right? Stop blaming other people or circumstances for that situation. And that's where I really think Saturn comes in because that's what saturn's trying to teach us it's like what are you not taking responsibility for right it's where do you need to take ownership and literally own that you do what is an area of your life where you can embody authority where you are going to have to learn lessons about setting boundaries where you're going to have to learn lessons about perseverance and where you're going to experience some challenges that are going to lead you to be more organized to be more responsible to own whatever it is and to also just learn how to set boundaries so that's what i would say is a most 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 important thing about saturn and saturn is not supposed to be scary right like it's definitely a little bit of a challenging planet but deep down what it's calling you to do is to take responsibility and to like level up as I said, the word that I would use to describe it is a disciplinarian, right? So it's like that teacher that's gonna, like in college, this happened to me a lot. And I think this is a probably a good analogy for Saturn. So like, a lot of my college classes, I would go and I would learn, I would learn the material, and I would take notes, and I would make study guides and whatever. But then I would get to the exam. And the exam would be like, the material that I learned in the classroom, taken three steps forward. So there would be problems and questions That were material that I had never seen before. But the point of it was to test how much I had actually learned, right? And to call me to really like implement what I learned. I think that's how Saturn, you know, plays a role in our birth chart and in our lives. So really take a look at your Saturn placement to understand where you are facing these things, especially where you have to learn how to set boundaries around and almost like. Be, be very very realistic as well so that's the area of your life where i call you to let go of idealism like that's jupiter and look at your life with a very realistic eye and ownership and just start taking responsibility for that area of your life so if it's your third house start taking responsibility in how you communicate pay attention to how you express yourself and be very responsible with your words if it's your fourth house, like, be very, very responsible with your, with seeing your family or, like, setting boundaries with your family. You know, if you have parents or people in your house that don't respect your space, like, that's where you're being called to set boundaries. And I find that a lot of people who have Libra Risings who have the fourth house naturally ruled by Capricorn, kind of face this naturally where you've had to face, you've had to learn how to set boundaries with your family and you've had to learn how to be responsible for yourself. And another example, I have Taurus Sun and then I also have Taurus Saturn. And they're really, really close in my birth chart. And so I've learned a lot about taking personal responsibility for my actions, right? My son, myself, it's also in my first house So taking responsibility for who I am and how I show up in general in my life, learning how to set boundaries between the way I see myself and the way others see me, the way other people see me and almost like stop worrying so much about what other people think about me. Like I've struggled a lot with my own self-image because I can be very stern with myself and my self-talk. And so that's definitely something I've had to learn. And just naturally in life, I am a very responsible and organized person. So I do tend to like demonstrate these Saturn themes naturally because it's so close to my sun, which represents my identity and just like almost how I shine in life, I guess. So I really recommend that you take a look at your Saturn and tap into these things and learn about these things and how you can demonstrate more commitment and more responsibility. It's also something else that I will mention about Saturn is that Everyone has what's called a Saturn return close to their 30s. So when we're around 28 to 32, it varies per person. Saturn comes to the same spot where it was when you were born. And that's really a period of time when you're truly maturing and putting lessons that you've learned in your 20s in place. So it's a time when the themes of that house wherever your Saturn is, will really, really be highlighted. And it's basically going to be a time period where you're going to be tested to see if you've truly learned the lessons that Saturn is trying to teach you this whole time. So that's something a lot of people mention and you might hear thrown around, and that's what a Saturn return really is. So with that being said, I think I pretty much covered everything about Saturn and Jupiter, and I hope you really enjoyed it. I will encourage you, as I have in previous episodes, to look at your chart, to look at where your Saturn and your Jupiter are, and start by just searching on google jupiter in let's say jupiter in aries um, and then jupiter in the first house and reading about those so look it up based on your sign and on your house placement and read both separately to understand it even better and then do the same thing for saturn as always reach out to me on instagram at the carolina lifestyle dm me ask me questions, I'm here to be a resource and I'm so excited for you guys to continue learning about your charts and we're kind of coming to a close with this series. We only have two more episodes left. The next episode I'm going to be talking about the outer planets that I mentioned which are only in place in modern astrology and then we'll close it out with an episode about the north and south node which are two of my favorite favorite things to talk about. So close it off in a good note. So I hope you guys have been liking this. I hope this has been super insightful. I'm also really excited to get back to some of my old podcast styles talking about different things that are coming up for me and just about modern spirituality as a whole too so yeah I am really hyped up and I really am so grateful for each and every one of you who have been tuning in I hope you've been really living everything and that it's been really grounding and easy to understand that's really what I hope I've been able to convey through this series and just helping you learn about your chart in a very non-complicated way in a very simple to the point manner so hope that's been coming through and I hope that you have a beautiful rest of your week and I will see you on the next episode bye for now sending lots of love